I'm Taylor Squellia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I have Stephanie as a guest on the show, and I found her through, I think, uh, Facebook has like a podcasting, like networking place, and her story just was so impressive. She has multiple businesses, an international business. She cares a lot about conscious consumerism, which is something that I'm also very passionate about. And today we're going to be talking about doing the hard things and not worrying about other people. And I think for entrepreneurs, such an important message. So I'm going to have Stephanie introduce herself. So take the floor. Awesome. Well, thank you, Taylor. I'm so glad we connected. It's so fun to uh, just have a conversation with like-minded folks and um yeah it's always a pleasure to get to share uh so I'm Stephanie and I'm a wife and mom I have two preschoolers and I live in tiny Leoma Tennessee which you will never hear about (laughs) uh I studied journalism and studio art uh in college at UT in Knoxville and now I run two e-commerce online brands uh, I have Highland Ridge Decor, which I started with my dad making uh, steel home decor. And then I also have Jubilee Trading Co., which I started in 2019 as an ethical trade brand partnering with leather artisans in Morocco. So I'm all over the place, uh, but it's fun. That's what entrepreneurship's for, like chasing all the rabbits that you want to. Oh, absolutely. I I am like the queen of having the conversation. Be willing to pivot, be willing to move, follow your passion, make some money off of it. So I love that. That's like what drew me to you. I was like, this girl moves as fast as I do. I like it. So how did you go from journalism and art degree to becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, basically I ran out of options. (laughs) So, um, I graduated college in 2012, yes, and um, married my college sweetheart, and I think I hear my earrings, like, knocking against my headphones when I take these out, so don't drive y'all crazy, Um, and so we lived and worked for two years in in Knoxville, and kind of in our chosen paths, and um, then in 2014, he took a job with family business in the small town that he grew up in and it was a great move for us and super low cost of living here job pays well so it was the thing you do but it was also during the recession and what is a journalism and art student supposed to do I I didn't know so um the thing that seemed viable was freelance graphic design there were no jobs for somebody with a very short resume and no portfolio. So I was the only person who would employ myself, essentially. Uh, so I had seen online, you know, following artistic Instagram accounts and whatnot, um, people making money off of their art and thought, you know, I, I could do this and see it working well. So. Um, I did not have a portfolio, but started an Etsy store in order to like at least get art churning and creating things and kind of finding my look and um, who I wanted to be in that space. So yeah, while I drummed up work, I started 
an Etsy store. And then I've been selling on Etsy ever since. So you had no portfolio, no testimonials, <laughs> and you just went for it. How would you encourage someone who is in the same place? They have no reviews, no testimonials. They know that they can do it. They have the confidence, but they mm-hmm. lack the fact they have confidence in themselves, but they don't believe that other people will have confidence in them without that. How would you encourage someone in that to just go uh, for it? Yeah. Well, A, I think we're always our biggest critics. And always. so while I feel like major imposter syndrome every single day, still other people like you think I have a story worth selling. Whereas I think, oh no, this is girl in my attic selling things on the internet, you know? <laughs> so, but everyone starts somewhere. And uh, one of the biggest drivers for me was seeing other people online with services and products that I was like I know I could do better than this like somebody is paying other people to do things that I think I I think I could do that um and with almost every facet of life I have a how hard could it really be kind of mindset which gets me into trouble sometimes but like with God and Google all things are possible right amen to that (laughs) with God and Google Uh, that might be the title But but seriously, I encourage our listeners to just like get really comfortable with failure. I think that's been the biggest growing thing for me to get comfortable with. Um, knowing that like okay, we're we're big kids now, and we're not in school. Or if we fail this test, then like we don't pass the class, and we're like stuck in purgatory or something. My first round of art prints that I put on Etsy were like really humble, and I would not hang them in my house. But somebody bought them. <laughs> and you know it was I started with five dollar digital downloads which was extremely low risk and you, I felt things out from there but even if my first batch of designs were not successful the success was that I opened a store and I started learning and then I could go from there and now I still sell on Etsy because I have mad love for Etsy I have my own website as well But now I'm selling like with revenue, like over six figures in revenue every year because I started out with that store with some really humble art prints. So just like being willing to evolve and grow from learning experiences instead of like letting that fear of failure keep you from even starting uh, is is key. Absolutely. Be really comfortable with failing. I always say, like I tell my clients, I'm like, you only really fail if you quit. You might exactly. fall down. You exactly. might not make any money the first month or two months or whatever, but it's not failing unless you quit. Cause like, like I was, I looked up this stat and it says that 20 business, about 20% of businesses fail within the first year. And by year five, over 50% have failed. And that means they quit. Yeah. That means that they were like, eh, this is too uncomfortable. I don't want to go for it. What I want to ask you is when it comes to doing the hard things, what does this look like as a mom? You have multiple businesses. You're only talking about kind of like (laughs) one of them right now, but you're doing the hard things every single day. So how do you navigate that? So you don't give up. So you don't quit. Yeah. Oh, I, I still 
feel this apprehension like every day. It's it's been from ground one or ground zero of building. Yeah, I I get deep into something and feel overwhelmed. I'm constantly learning new things and often feel like I may have bitten off more than I can chew. And it's it can be overwhelming. And I I still think about quitting every once in a while, although I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I quit. Um, but the the inferiority of starting a graphic design business with no portfolio and trying to drum up clients and knowing that there are people out there who think that my legitimate business is a cute hobby or working on business taxes when I had no idea how to make a spreadsheet in the beginning because they don't teach you that in art school. Um, taking the step to start an international business where other human beings are who are some in a somewhat vulnerable state are looking to me to create consistent work for them. Like it's, it's a lot, but I like my favorite motto is little by little one travels far. And I'm a huge believer in taking that one step at a time and focusing on the next right thing and just slowly evolving into what it's best. The stakes get higher as you go but also your capacity for learning and growing expand with that. So uh, often I have to stop looking at the big picture and like scale down to the like finite task that I need to finish next. And that will get me the next step and the next step and showing up every day to do, even if it's just like shipping some packages, it's like I made forward progress today. And that might be all that I can do today because I can't, uh, I can't tackle this big thing that has me too stressed out. Constant forward motion. It gets you there. Yeah. I love that. I was thinking as you were saying that, um, you've probably have seen it like the ladder where like there's big ginormous, like there's a big gap, um, oh my gosh, I can't explain it. There's a small, <laughs> like the ladder, like the steps are close to each other. You have uh-huh. to climb more, but you get to the top where the other one has yeah. a big gap and like you can't reach the other one because it's such a big jump. That's mm-hmm. what I was picturing. Like the small steps, like you said, as, as you go higher, it gets riskier. There's more yeah. on the line. You know, yeah. people, people always want like overnight success, but it's like, what would you do with that success? If you haven't put in the work, not that there's anything wrong with overnight success, but like most people, like you put in the work slowly. So Can you tell us about your international business? Yeah. And actually that like perfectly builds up on what you're saying. Um, So back even honestly, but while I was still in college, uh, I did an internship in Haiti where I, they weren't doing this, but I was exposed to the first concept of an artisan group that I'd ever heard of. And um, instead of giving handouts, this group was creating jobs and you know not a lot of opportunity there but they were taking flat tires and making flip-flops out of them trash and making them somewhat usable and creating something to where okay these people can do this on their own if the person who was leading them left you know um and I just thought that was awesome I wanted to be a documentary photographer and travel the world and tell stories and change the world by like being a voice for the vulnerable. And then after that trip to Haiti or that internship, 
I came back and started telling stories and showing my pictures. And it turns out people didn't really care. And it's like, okay, so me telling stories, not actually doing much. But that person who was creating jobs for those folks, like they're actually changing lives. And so that was in the back of my mind um, whenever I was completely like reworking my career path, whenever I moved to tiny town, um, that was something that stuck out as, wow, I could, I could do something like that. Since I'm starting from scratch, how could I build something like that? And you know, you, like you said, the overnight success, like success here being like having the dream business. If I had just in my like, well, how old was I? Like 24 or something. If I had just been given this group of artisans that needed work and said, find work for these people, create a business. It would have been really hard. And I've been really stressed out because there were these people who were looking to me for, um, this opportunity but instead I learned how to run my own business with very low stakes and started from there and then an opportunity with my dad my dad bought this machine um, on his farm that he could cut sheet metal and my art background and the graphic design work that I'd been developing turns out I could take the art that I was used to making send it to his machine cut out art and it was really cool and so we started selling those products online and that took off really well. And so I got used to, okay, placing orders, designing products, placing orders with somebody else, having those fulfilled and then ship them out. And so I got used to working with somebody else and leading somebody who was making things for me, but it was my dad, so also very low risk. And then... Um, after I had created more work for my dad, and he really anticipated, we thought this was just going to be like a cute little thing that we would do together. And then like, it was a very viable business. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to finally branch off and start creating work for people who needed work. And so in 2019, um, I began Jubilee Trading Company. And uh, I got connected with um a leather artisan in Morocco who has his own storefront, but there's not enough traffic to his store and he doesn't have access to the American market. He makes good things. He just needs people to sell them to. And so I help kind of now uh, tweak his designs or some things that I don't even have to tweak. And I bring them to the US and I market them. And now he's got a much more, uh, a business that is paying his bills, supporting his family, and he's able to employ other people and the ripple effect goes out. But if if I had like jumped straight from, okay, I'm going to start from scratch and now I'm going to be a light and change these people's lives, I would have, I didn't know how, but mm -hmm. since I took this one step at a time, um, it was much less daunting. And I already knew how to run a business whenever we got started. So that way we were able to skip a lot of the hard part, grand our new hard part, um, with running an international cross-culture business. But, but yeah, so it's, it's been a really beautiful, beautiful, very short stair step <laughs> getting from, from there to here. Yeah. I love the story because not even a story, it's your life, but like, I love that. <laughs> it all comes full circle. 
the art, oh, no. the graphic design, the fact that you started an Etsy account just because you needed you needed a job and it was low risk. And then, you know, your heart for helping others because of that trip that you went on. Like, I just think it's so cool how God just like brings things full circle. Oh, man. We, we could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> that has definitely been my life. <laughs> it's like, absolutely. And I, I, I actually, I really relate to a lot of it because I've done mission trips and um, a lot of that stuff as well. And, you know, how I'm like, okay, God, like, you know, as a business coach and like a business mentor and like having my own business, it's like, okay, God, you're, I, every morning I'm like, you're the CEO, I'm a control freak, but you are the CEO. So put me in line. And it's like, how does it come full circle? Because, Mm. you know, I went to business school to start a nonprofit. And so it's like, you know, it's just like so funny how it yeah. all like comes around and like trusting that mm-hmm. it will. And, you know, this is kind of off topic, but you start this Etsy account, you have this passion and how was it trusting God and trusting yourself to take on such a big responsibility? Oh man. Um, it, it goes back to like the baby steps because yes. Every day now, it's like, all right, God, show me what you're doing and how I can meet you where you are because your plans are way better than my plans. Mm-hmm. But while it's much easier for me to say that now, I had to start again with really small things and giving God really small things of like, okay, this this relationship is you or this like dumb little project that I can't figure out. You've got to bring me through it. And God is continually faithful through these things. And as I have grown, I have seen, oh man, the full circle thing. It's, I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail because it's, <laughs> it's been my whole life. But he is so faithful and I've never been let down. And so now I realize, wow, yeah, God always has it figured out. And if I, the more I give him, the better things work out because it's not me and my short-sighted plans that I'm focusing on. Um, so it, it continually evolves and I have to give up a lot of things. Like one thing that I'm uh, making myself brain in, um, like the Jubilee Trading Company, I partnered with this leather artisan because he needed opportunity. But me being an American and wanting to like grow and expand, but I started this business to serve him mm-hmm. and he wants to pay the bills. He doesn't want to become a millionaire. He, he doesn't want to work all day and all night to like meet crazy orders. He wants to focus on his family and his community and have his needs met. And so sometimes I get to where I'm like, hey, can we like do this quicker or can we expedite this? It's no. Okay. What, what am I doing here? Who am I serving? And reining in my personal preferences to, okay, how are we actually meeting needs and what is the purpose of this business? Yeah. So that's, I think I answered your question. Oh no, you did. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah. true. It's true. And I feel like 
Um, I did an episode a few weeks back on vision for your business. And like, once you are clear with what you want for your business. And I was, one of the things I remember saying was, I thought everyone wants to be a millionaire, but not everybody does. That is not everyone's vision. Like, I'm like, I'm like, you just want to like make your bills and pay and like be your own business owner. Like from like that, for me, like I had to actually wrap my head around that. So it comes down to like, just you know, for him, I, I mean, don't know him, but like, at least like yeah. for him to stick to his guns and be like, no, this is what I want. You're going to have to chill. <laughs> and yeah. as a, but as a, I have the buffer of a translator who is American <laughs> and is like, um, uh, I think this is going to take like five weeks to do not two weeks. And yep. <laughs> Probably for the yeah. best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And when it comes to motherhood, so a lot of oh, listeners, man. I feel like, I don't know how, but I tracked a lot of moms. I'm not a mom though, but there are a lot of moms that listen to this. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes women hold back when they become moms. Oh. And I'm saying this very gently and delicate, like, yeah. Yeah. I am not a mom. I am not judging anyone, but I feel like sometimes they do mm-hmm. because of the shame of society of they're supposed to have it all and do it all, but they're actually not supposed to do any of that. Mm -hmm. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. That's what I see from observing the mom culture. (laughs) So how have you balanced motherhood and two businesses that continue to grow? Yeah. So first and foremost, I do have the luxury of, we live in a very low cost of living area and my husband has a good job. So I do have flexibility there and in seasons where I need to rein it in and focus on being a mom, I can. So I don't have like the bills that I have to supply and there's like, I have freedom there Uh, and not everybody has that luxury. So, um, and then the other caveat is I began my businesses before I was a mom. So I wasn't starting from scratch with kids on my lap. Um, and I, I know that those are two big hurdles that um, people do have to face. But beyond that, being self-employed as a mom has been like one of the best decisions I've ever made because I get to make my own hours and I don't have to call into a boss saying that I have a kid sick for like the third weekend in a row from the daycare plague. And I, again, will not be working. <laughs> Uh, I get to set my own hours. And so right now I work about 25 hours a week and I take every Friday off and I have a flexible schedule where if we want to spend a weekend, a week, a full week at grandma's house, we can just go do it. Um, granted, then I have to fill in the gap, but it's, I am in control there for the most part. I'm not in control. And that does great in me, but um, a really, a really, uh, season that I'm really thankful for being self-employed. Both my kids required NICU stays whenever they were born. And my firstborn, um, she had no signs that she was coming early. So there was no preparation and we were in the hospital for six weeks. And I mean, that's, if I were in a traditional work environment, I would have had a team that I had let down or would have to pick up my, my weight and um, restructure and a boss that I would have to be accountable for, but I could just 
from my hospital bed. I just shut everything down. I did have a girl who was shipping for me. And so she came in and did one last batch and we just shut it down for a season until I was able to pick that back up again. And then the same for my second born, we knew what we were getting into. And so we just shut everything down. Actually at that point, um, I put all of our products on like a delayed shipping timeline. And so that way we just had lots of flexibility there, but I could call that shot and having promising that my goods would ship out within two weeks instead of two days, definitely lost us plenty of orders probably, but that was fine because that's what served me in the season that I needed. And I could focus on my family and I did have a team at that point that could fill in gaps for me. Um, but yeah, like that has been so nice where I can still be in my business, but on my own terms and prioritize my family when I need to or want to. Uh, but being self-employed as a mom is also one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Being a mom is the hardest thing I've ever done, like hands down. But my business baby was my firstborn and I love my business baby. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I'm passionate about. I, I show up every day because I really like this. And so it's really hard whenever the kids are sick for the third week in a row with the daycare plague. And I'm just not in my um, doing the thing that I love. And yeah, so that, hmm. Um, and then running your own business means that you are like customer support and tech support. And you are still accountable for like the things that you're offering whenever your kids are sick um but but there you, you learn the things to set up and automatic email replies and just being used to disappointing people and sorry I can't make your custom thing right now and yes we are on delayed shipping right now and yes I don't work on Fridays <laughs> now that I'm focusing on um Jubilee Trading Company and that business it's it's a whole other different kind of hard because that day in international business and inherently like I want to be traveling with this to go meet my partners and work with them and so it's really hard to leave my kids and be gone for a week and days two weeks at a time um, but I think that when my kids are old enough to understand that better I think they'll be proud of me for for doing this even though it's so hard yeah I, I think it's all worth it yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, not a mom, but <laughs> I think so. I mean, my mom, she had her own cleaning business when I was growing up awesome. and I loved it because yeah. she was home a lot. And, yeah. you know, did we live a life of luxury? No, but she was a single mom. She cleaned houses. If I was sick, I had to sit in the car or sit in <laughs> someone's random house while she cleaned. And, but she was home at three o'clock and, in yeah. the summer, she would do like three long days and like have the rest of the week off. And so I think for me growing up, seeing a mom who did that, I'm proud of her. I was inspired by her. I yeah. loved her flexibility. And look at you now, you own your own business. Exactly. So it like, it, yeah. it comes around. And I think yeah. you're, what you said about your kids being proud, like, yeah, like they're probably, they're, they're going to have a heart for it. And if they don't, they're still going to have support for it. So I think it's really just teaching that, but yeah, it's about balance in all things, you know, oh, yeah. balancing. I have to say, like, there are some weeks where I'm like to my boyfriend, I'm like, 
yeah, I, uh, I can't talk to you this week. I love you. <laughs> but like, like you are my number one priority, <laughs> but like, you're not my number one priority in the second, yes, but, um, yes. it is entrepreneurship is hard. It's definitely, yeah. I mean, if it was easy, everyone would do it, but I think, I, know, that, right? <laughs> I think the reward is so worth it. If you have that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think some people really don't have it. You know, yeah, I look I, at, I, that's like exactly what you're talking about of like, wait, everybody doesn't want to be a millionaire. Yeah. It's, it's like, we're the people granted, I don't want to be a millionaire, but like, we've got that hustle spirit of man, I can make that happen. And that's yeah. totally achievable. And, and that's our like entrepreneurial mindset. Whereas there are, there's a world of people who just want to pay their bills and that's great. Yeah. Good for them. They want to go yeah. on a vac- couple of vacations a year yeah. on their paid time off and not have to oh, worry man. about it. <laughs> I was Set somewhere. Off. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, a couple of weeks ago, we went to this, we, we live in a very coastal area. So there were we went to this like restaurant that was right like on a marina. I mean, oh, it was not a normal marina. These were yachts. These were oh, yeah. massive yeah. boats. And everyone, you know, oh my gosh, could you imagine having a boat like that? And I was like, I'm going to have a boat like that. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with a boat like Me that. Me neither. But I was like, that so just shows one. that there is wealth out there to be had and I will have it and I will give oh, back. But, like my boyfriend's like, he's like only you Taylor like it was all his friends it was just me and just a bunch of guys and they're like could you imagine having a boat like that I'm like I'm gonna have that boat yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, I won't be able to drive it but I'll have it yeah but it's just it's funny how you get up I mean going to work I feel like going to work anywhere is hard you know yeah so when you do the hard things like you said those small steps and they add up they, they make such a difference. They do. They do. Yeah. I, we all struggle with that wanting to be overnight, but I always see like, I think, you know, I, I remember seeing it in one of my business books, but it's everywhere where they show the iceberg and it's like what, what mm-hmm. someone sees, but what's underneath. So that iceberg effect is truly, truly doing uh, the hard things. Absolutely. Like the late night tears. I mean, last absolutely. night, I was up until one, I w- at one 30 in the morning, I got out of bed because I came up with an idea for a podcast episode <laughs> and I could not shake it. Yes. Yes. Um, you, and that's passion and that's beautiful. And you've got like stuff you're aspiring to and you're driven and, and it, it gets you out of bed, not just in the morning, but in the middle of the night and middle and of the night. It's so, it's so fun to have those things and not just have these like half-baked ideas that one day I'll start a business but like just doing it and Mm -hmm. it's so gratifying and then once you start then you're you can't stop I could never work for somebody else again ever like my husband works it's a family business I mean he answers to his dad and I'm like sucks for you (laughs) yep yeah Uh, Yeah, no I'm I'm ruined now (laughs) I've never really enjoyed it like no I was always a good employee. I'm always a good employee, but like, I, I've never like enjoyed it. I'm always yeah. very much like, I'm very, I love flexibility. I will yeah. work harder than anybody, but I will also like, if it's three o'clock on a Tuesday and I want a happy hour, $3 margarita, I'm going to go for a $3 margarita. At happy hour. Yes. That's been one of the most liberating things. Um, I was, I was a part of a cohort. Um, 
for ethical trade businesses and nonprofits. And we were just going through some of the uh, the things that I missed from business school when I went to art school instead. <laughs> and um, finding your core values was one of those just like light bulb moments. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that one of, I, I've picked out five core values of mine and one of them is freedom. Yeah. And that's just very important to me. So I grew up on a farm in like, like the thousands of acres, multi-generational, I was driving tractors every summer. And while that was like entrepreneurial and my dad set his own schedule, like that farm set his schedule. And we got like a five-day vacation once a year and that was it. And he worked Saturdays and granted he's been extremely successful and has built something amazing. But uh, I was just like, why can't you take a traditional job so that way we could have real vacations and we could like leave every once in a while. So I had that entrepreneurial background. So I was like, Mm-mm, the freedom has to be there for this to work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important. It is. And I think people need to, they need to tap into those core values. They need to tap in their vision. Like the first thing I teach, like all of my clients is you need to have your business vision. You need to have your why, because like, like the whole point of this episode, doing the hard things, if you don't have Mm -hmm. that why and that desire of what you're doing, like if you're selling something half-heartedly, you're going to be selling. Mm -hmm. But if you're offering Mm -hmm. someone something that you have so much passion behind, then you don't have to be like, Oh my gosh, see my product, see my, see what I can do for you. It's like, this is what I do. This is how I can, I I believe that I can help someone or make their day better. And -hmm. I think that just makes a difference, um, between going in and just being like, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur and going in intentionally. Absolutely. I, because I did not start these businesses as like my passion for the most part, it was more like lack of other options. I struggled with that in a big way. Um, and I, I didn't, it wasn't until the last few years that I, I got that like, oh, I need to like iron out what I'm doing. What is my vision and my mission and what are my values? Um, and that's been like very revolutionary to me to even like like Highland Ridge Decor, the business with my dad. Um, it kind of just happened because my dad bought this machine to make his own tools and parts on the farm. And I was like, Hey, I could hijack that. And he could do something here. And it was just like very haphazard of, I could sell that. And so it was very passive. And um, I didn't set up our own website for years on that because it was just like in the Etsy marketplace that existed and people bought it. And I didn't like work very hard at that. but now that I'm like, okay, how do, how does this business fit into my personal values and like what I'm doing? And now that I've, I've like figured out what these business, what that business does for me, I have much more passion for it. And uh, I, I know what I'm talking about whenever I'm like, you need this tea towel. No, like this is unique because we offer something that's cozy and not dysfunctional and it um helps make your space your space and now that I'm a mom and I understand like what people need and how like actually having some nice things that are pretty is so good for you instead of just like the boring run-of-the-mill things like these little things can bring joy to your space and 
understanding that, yeah, rabbit trail. But it, it's so important to figure out your why and like what you're showing up for. Yeah. It absolutely is. And um, so where can people find yeah. all yeah. of your businesses? Well, I'm going to link yeah. everything below, but. Uh, so the graphic design that started it all, I did give it up because I had too many babies. Um, but highlandridgedecor.com and also Facebook, Instagram at Highland Ridge Decor and then Jubilee Trading Co. Co.com. Uh, also Jubilee Trading Co. Um, Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, that's awesome. that. I will link everything below. Thank you so much for coming on today, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. You are a breath of fresh air. I love that Mm -hmm. you care about conscious consumerism and not only care, I think the fact that you saw a need and you were like, how can I help and create a business out of it? That is very tough because there's a lot of people who are like, well, I want to help. And there's a lot of people who are like, well, I want money. So I guess I can't do the nonprofit thing. I like, I can't help, but like you, when you can find a way to combine your passion and your mission into a business, I think that's just so inspiring. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's been so fun to ah, get to talk to somebody else instead of working alone in my attic (laughs) today. (laughs) Oh no, this has been refreshing. A great way to start a Monday morning. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thanks, Taylor. I hope that you guys loved this story and you resonate with it because entrepreneurship can be hard. It can be challenged to do all of the things, wear all of the hats, be moms, be daughters, be in relationships and be entrepreneurs and own our own business and operate, you know, our vision and bring it to life. That's not always easy. And I just want to say that this episode was for you. You know, keep doing one one thing at a time, one step in front of the other. Keep being consistent. It's going to happen. It's clicking. You're getting to your destination. You're climbing the mountain. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to download, share this episode on Instagram, tag me in it, leave a review, do all the things. And as always, guys, be kind to someone, eat some really good food and pat yourselves in the back because it is your time to thrive. And that starts with it.